In a world where there are many sports podcasts, one stands above them all. Three teams, two leagues, one dream. It's Triple Threat with your hosts, Jeremiah, Eric, and Sam. And they only have one question for you. Are you ready for some football? And what is going on, guys? We're back again. It's triple threat. Would you both? Yes. Back again. I mean, who else did you expect? Let's be honest. So, today we are continuing our free agent, well, not free agency specifically, but off-season moves. This yes. This episode's focus, AFC teams. So, Jeremiah, you want to kick us off with the first division? Okay, um, we're going to go AFC East. And first oh, yeah. off, who we have is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Let me look and see. They've mainly just re-signed a bunch of players. They haven't made a bunch of noteworthy signings. Besides two that I can think of. And that is Mitchell Trubisky and Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, I didn't know they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that one that was broken later on yesterday, I think it was. I can't remember what time. Mitchell Trubisky, he just signed today. Yep. And uh Matt Miliano, he agreed to a four year extension. Levi Wallace, their cornerback, he agreed to a one year deal. Matt Miliano, for those who do not know, is a linebacker. He's kinda inside linebacker kind of guy. And He's then they boss. also agreed to a three year deal with John Filicino. I do not know if I said that right, so um, I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, Darrell Williams, their offensive tackle, he agreed to a three-year contract worth $28.2 million. And then they signed a running back, which is not very noteworthy, in Taewon Jones on a one-year. Taewon Jones. He's more of a special teamer, I think. Yeah. A return man kind of thing. And also some other signing I forgot to tell you all about. They signed Miami's former punter, Matt Hack, to a three-year deal. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really all that's been going on over there? That's really about it. I mean, besides that, they have had some interest in trading for Zach Ertz, I've heard. And, uh. That, besides that, that's about it. I can Ooh. see that Josh Allen, Zach Ertz connection for real. Man, I can't. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Zach and Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah, I can. See I can't it. see. I can't see Zach Ertz unless they oh, run a two tight end set like the Pats did with Aaron Hernandez and um, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. Yeah. Um, other than that. It's not like if they're going to sign a tight end, I feel like they're they're not one of those teams that'll bench the one tight end that really fits their scheme the best. Honestly, Zach Ertz, I feel like, doesn't fit Sean McDermott's scheme all that well. 
just the way he plays, it's completely different from how um, the Bills seem to user them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but see, I mean, I can see it going down. Uh, didn't they just now get rid of? I feel like they got rid of John Brown, wasn't it, Jamal? Yeah, or they yeah, they got rid of John Brown. Who I believe um, signed with the Raiders. John Brown signed with the Raiders, if I do believe. We'll he talk just about needs that to retire. <laughs> but see, yeah, he's getting up there in age. I'll yeah, he is. But see, I'm seeing two tight end set because that's. And then you've got Stephon Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, he's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty dope. I used to be a he's huge Cole Beasley guy whenever he was a Cowboys, really underrated player. He's still in his prime. In Don't get book. it twisted. The man played through injury in the playoffs and literally made some of the best catches. He's like, he's like, a, was that Danny Amendola, like a fast little white dude? Or am I thinking of a, a different receiver that was a Patriot? Fast little white dude. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Most of the times like they're not fast and little, but this dude's little and fast. Like, yeah. As far as athleticism, you know. Anyways, we're gonna move on to the next AFC East team, and that in, is in being the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, yeah. Miami, they've made no some. Further... You go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say they've made some very interesting moves in the past few days. I don't remember exactly what they've done specifically. I believe I have one or two things that I've written down about Miami in my notes. Let's see. Um, Maybe just... Yeah, the only thing I know that was interesting to me was their trade with the, you know, linebacker, linebacker. they got rid of Jack Lawson. Dumped him off in Houston. Oh, yeah. And traded for uh, Benedict McKinney. Uh huh. That's the only thing I've got them down. I know for a fact they signed Jacoby Brissett as a backup for Tua because they know he's injury prone. Mm hmm. And I know they've signed. Yeah, and let's face it, that was what that was everybody's worry about Tua going in the draft. They didn't know if he was going to go really high. Or if he's going to be held back a little ways, like knife in mid-round, first round, but like just a couple picks just because of his injury prone, you know? Right. Um, put somebody else ahead of him. But Makes like, sense. but it didn't happen. He went like, what, second overall or something? It was to Miami. So It was 10th. I, I can't remember what pick they had last year. Pick number 10. Tua? I believe he went 10th. I didn't oh, think wait. it was yeah, far as no, Sorry, 10. it was number five. I might be thinking Justin Herbert. Yeah, it was just – wait, no, hold up, because number 10th pick – let me see. I'm pretty sure number 10 was um, Justin. And that – because I believe the Chargers somewhat tanked for him. Tua was fifth. Jeremiah's right. Tua was fifth, now that I remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm pretty sure that number 10 was uh Justin Herbert. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. But um, you can go back and listen to our Boomer Busts for the top ten picks in the yes. draft from last year. First episode, still an interesting one in my opinion. But anyway, back to the division. 
They've also signed some very interesting wide receivers, but have not made any moves for high-ticket ones, which is interesting. It seems more like they're trying to fill out their roster and maintain cap space. So, you know, whenever it grows a bit more throughout the year and they're in less um, less debt, you could say, they could sign some others and then cut the unneeded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, huh, that could, yeah, I bet you. I bet you that'd work. Do you mind what you think about it? About what? <laughs> it's okay. Let me re-explain. Okay. So I'm thinking they haven't. Really, they've been signing wide receivers, definitely. But I yeah. feel like they're just trying to flesh out their core with a f- bit of good talent to surround Tua with. Oh yeah. But also, I feel like these wide receivers are less, you know, cornerstones in the offense more than placeholders for bigger and better players down the road that they're going to either, you know, draft or uh, pick up in free agency once they, you know, solve their cap space problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. It is becoming more and more interesting by the day at looking at the third overall pick because of their notable moves. And yeah. As you said, they got Bernardrick McKinney, which that means their linebacking core is pretty stacked right now. They got Jared Baker and Bernardrick McKinney that they just traded for. Yeah. De- I say their linebacking core. I meant their defense, guys. Their defense is looking pretty stacked. Oh, yeah. You got outside the the, in, the NFL's leading interception or, or the NFL's leading – person hit, uh, okay i'm sorry I, i'm stumbling right out anyway the best corner in the nfl is right now in xavier howard i'll say yes. and a really good lockdown corner in uh byron jones and then you got at free safety oh man who was it they had uh bobby mccain and then they had somebody else i forgot it was um but uh they're, they're extremely good but then you get to their their uh, oh my goodness, and, that, and then they just picked up Justin Coleman, who I think they could put in slot, which is very interesting as well. And then yeah. their defensive line, it's uh, it's lost some people too. <clears throat> and uh, Davian Godcheck, he went to the Patriots, but they still got Christian Wilkins and uh, oh yeah, uh, oh man, who do they who do they else got? Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, oh man, um, they signed somebody last year in free agency. I'm trying to remember, it wasn't Shaq Lawson. It seemed like it picked up another defensive end, Kyle Van Orn. Uh, no, well, yeah, he he was kind of like a slash defensive end, kind of like a Shaq Lawson, but yeah, it was, um, oh man, I can't think of him anyway right now, guys. Sorry, anyways, Rashad Jones. No, I don't think so. Okay. But besides that, they, they did trade. They got Will Fuller, picked him up. That's a good deep for threat. for. Oh, Tennessee. for real. Then they traded for uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, former first-round pick from last year, I think it was, and Isaiah Wilson. Oh, yeah, Isaiah and Wilson. They got Matt Skura uh, from uh, – he came from Ravens. And they just signed Adam Butler, defensive tackle, to a two-year deal. And if he's who I th- – think he is no wait that's a different butler i was thinking of defensive tackle for uh 
uh, the, the Saints. Sorry, guys. Got me off guard right there for a second. You're good. And, uh, let's see. They also picked up Malcolm Brown, the running back from uh, the Los Angeles Rams to a one-year deal. Now, they've made some good signings, I'll say, so far. Now, yeah. I, it's going to be interesting what they do in the draft. I, I'm serious because – it looked like there for a while they were going to pick up Jamar Chase, but now with this Will Fuller signing, and who knows, they could get somebody like Juju still or something like that. Yeah. I'm but so- I don't see that very happening because Juju, he's just got a personality about him. He's wanting to go more like big, uh, I say big franchise, big, uh, oh, what's that Big called? kind like of economically like. stable city uh-huh. or something like that. What's yeah. That called, uh, um. Oh, it's on tip my tongue. I'm. Uh, it wants to go to a team with stability, as far as like, a, like on confidence, like. Yeah, I forgot what they called that, but anyway, he's wanting to go to a more well-known place like the West Coast or East Coast, uh-huh. somewhere along that line. Yeah, um, like New York or L.A. or even Las Vegas has been interested in him. I heard. Hmm. But, um. <clears throat> But it's just I, – I don't know necessarily what they're going to do because I think now, now that they got Wolf Fuller, they may not want to pick Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or whoever. Yeah. They may end up trading back in the draft and getting more assets. See, that'd be smart. Maybe a starter or so or decent yeah. player. Who knows? For somebody like Miami, that'd be a good idea, I feel like. We're using trade package to pick up hmm, maybe a, a quarterback we've talked about for a while. Zach Watson. Not that guy. No, oh, no. They, they, <laughs> they wouldn't do that. <laughs> they just drafted anyways, a quarterback yeah, last year, or Sammy. It, it, Why would if they we're go talking for about, if we're talking about they want to build around Tua right now, I would say they're probably going to pick up Tua or Panay Sewell in the draft. Yes, that's, that's the most likely. If New York's stupid enough to pass on him, yeah. Yeah, I think New York will, uh, to be honest. It, unless unless they're just building the uh, weapons like around Sam Darnold. They're not going to do that. It, what are you, crazy? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're going with Devonta Smith. I don't think they'll. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No. I'm not so watch it happen on draft night, dude. I will say I, I keep I've heard many people so say funny, that I'll Zach work, Wilson is gonna go there, so we'll see. But Zach Wilson, second overall pick? Bro, that's a gutsy call. Eh. Not really. Dante Smith won Heisman. Plus Zach Wilson shows a lot of potential. L- listen. And he can take it places. Listen, bro, we're real. talking about a league who's looking to get a new quarterback every st- single second. Literally, every uh, year uh, it's a quarterback. That's a good point. Yeah. Unless they're and like uh, unless they're like the, uh, oh, my goodness, that uh, 17 draft, yeah, I think. No, 117 draft. 117 draft is the 18 draft, So, I feel you. When Miles Garrett went, went number one overall. Yeah, I see what you're talking about now. But a few other things. It's, it's just, my goodness. It, it, it's just, it's. It's just it's just one of those things that NFL franchises look they're they're always looking for the new face, and be honest I don't think Sam Darnold has it all. I mean I know he's been placed in a, a terrible spot, and be honest I don't know if like he can Mitchell succeed. Trubisky. 
like, with Corey Davis and Keneal Cole, Keenan Cole, I should say, because that's some somebody they just picked up today. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, actually, I think we're gonna move on to the Jets next. And hey, we're already talking about them, so true. Let's see who they've also picked up. So they've re-signed Josh Adams, a running back. He's just a backup, we'll say, to a I don't know what the deal is. Um, the Keenan Cole signing, he got a one-year deal. Corey Davis, he had a three-year deal worth $37.5 million. Hmm. Carl Lawson, he came from the Bengals. He got a three-year deal. Three-year deal. Also, guys, Corey Davis, he came from the Titans. And Keenan Cole, he came from the Jaguars, for those who do not know. Right. And uh, Carl Lawson's deal is uh, 45 mil for three years. Jer- uh, and they also picked up a linebacker, Jared Davis, who signed a one-year deal from the uh, Detroit Lions. That's where it's from. Mm. And then they franchise tag Marcus May. And then they signed a, uh, I say, a backup in Justin Hardy. And then they also picked up LaMarcus Joyner from the Los Angeles Rams. Hmm. No, no, Raiders. Raiders, sorry, guys. And to a one-year deal. That's interesting moves. Nothing yeah. noteworthy, though. Well, Corey Davis. but Corey Davis most noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Keenan Cole, I think he's really underrated because I seen him a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. When they played against the Patriots, it's like one of the first games of the year. Yeah. Patriots were really highly regarded at that time. And they upset them. And that that sent shockwaves throughout the nation. Or the NFL, I should say, not nation. But <clears throat> and Keenan Cole had a grab in that game that was ridiculous. It made OBJ's catch look like child's play nearly. Oh, okay, I take that back. It wasn't <laughs> made it look like child's play. He, uh, OBJ's catch will go down in history as like the one of the best, if not the best, one-handed catch of all time. But this this was pretty high on that list too. Also, I believe it. He well, he went up and he was getting covered, and he literally mossed the kid at, or the guy that was covering him, and snagged it one hand, didn't lose it the whole time he went down. Hmm. Like literally, stuck to his hand. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, I, I encourage y'all to go and watch that. Uh, highlight if you can, but it, it was just crazy. It really was. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, I, I think I think he has the speed and versatility to be more better than he is. But he was placed in the Jaguar system that had Blake Bl- Blake Bortles. I'm sorry, guys, Blake Bortles, who we all know <clears throat> is not that good. Well, and then they well, also had Gardner Minshew, who give him credit, he was good. He really was. And, they started producing a good receiver in DJ, DJ Chark, and they did have Marquise Lee, I think, there for a while. But they injuries plagued them, and they just they just never seemed to click. They really didn't. They trashed their entire team. Yeah, that too. That doesn't have a quarterback. But any who's he? Yeah. We're not going to get into all that drama. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a little too much. <clears throat> yeah. oh. Anyways... We're going to move on to the next AFC East team. And the last. New England Patriots. And the last. And that's actually where I have them placed next year in the NFC East. Wow. <laughs> <AFC> East. 
After oh all the moves God. they've made. I know that 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 was just a roasting. I know. Joke, I know. I'm sorry. But after all the moves they've made this yeah, last I know. couple weeks, I know. some good moves too. If you said they would at least place third in this conference next year, everybody would be like, "What?" I say number two. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, I I see them as being number two because Bills. I think they're just too stacked right now. Oh, yeah. Even if the Patriots start to make a comeback with all the signs, but hey, we've seen crazier things. I'll say that." Like paid off games in the yeah. <clears throat> Super Bowl Fifty Five. <clears throat> I can see number two and number three because if Miami comes back strong, they'll definitely. Take oh, two. that's that's true. That is true. Yeah, that is true. But that that'll be interesting to see next year. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. But anyway, on to the Patriots. We have the Raiders or them trading the Raiders for Trent Brown. Think so. Offensive line. They actually re-signed. I can't remember how much, and I can't remember for how long, but they re-signed him. That's right. And then let's see what was the next one in line. Patriots signed Matthew Judon from the uh, Ravens, I believe. Uh, Jalen Mills, cornerback, and Jonu Smith, a tight end. And I believe they signed two tight ends, which is interesting because I think they're trying to aim for, you know, another one of those two tight end sets that Bill Belichick just loves to run. Yeah. And then and they're both verse they're both versatile pass yeah. catchers. I think Hunter Henry's an underrated pass block or oh, run yeah, blocker, he is. but they're 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 both very good. And I heard my brother telling me something about Bill Belichick. And Hunts, uh, Hunter Henry, yeah, and Bill Belichick like followed Hunter in like high school. He like basically was watching Hunter back in all the way back in high school is what he said. So that's creepy. I thought that's kind of cool. Nah, he he knew his coach or he knew his he knew his head coach and yeah. everything. You know, yeah, that's yeah. a little creepy. <laughs> well, Bill Belichick said that. Um, let's see, Bill Belichick, he knew Hunter Henry's uh, uh, high school or yeah, high school coach. Uh, I don't know where the relationship was there, but he knew him, and so he kind of just he he followed up on Hunter's career all the way up into uh, the NFL. So, huh. which I did not know about until this signing recently. Um, Found found out about it and and then I was like, heck yeah, that's actually I don't like that at all. I did not want him to go to the Patriots. I'm not even gonna cap yeah, with y'all say, Sammy, right now. You've been I'm not even gonna cap with y'all. While, I, was I was hoping he was going someplace like uh, I don't know Atlanta or something. No, like, he wasn't going. To I was Atlanta, like, so. I was like, my man needs to go to. The, the I, I, they had I would the say Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah, they had him going to the Jaguars. Okay, I could see yeah, that going yeah. down because they, they could use him. They 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 desperately need a tight end. And yeah, maybe he could have went to the a weapon for. Well, but you know, if they wouldn't have gotten rid of Tyler Eifert whenever he was, you know, pretty good, they wouldn't be in that boat of needing a tight end. So, 
I, I'm still peeved about them doing that. I love <laughs> Tyler Eifert. He's a great yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty underrated, but man, don't get no love, Harley. I know. And I hate it, but he's really cool. Yeah, let's cut these at places like Jaguars and the Bengals. So, like, that's just that's just how it goes down when you go to teams like that. You yeah. don't get a whole lot of love. That's right. Anyways, guys, I'm going to start talking about who the Patriots got. And they got in re-signing Cam Newton to a one-year deal. I, I think it's basically what he was making last year, if not maybe a little bit more. Yeah. It's it's worth up to thirteen point six mil, but as of right hmm. now, it's like eight million. I think. Yeah, that they makes also sense. signed out, uh, Nelson Aguilar to a two year, worth up yeah. to twenty six million. million. Mm. Yeah. That was a big shocker to a lot of people. They were like, whoa, you signed a dude who hadn't looked good for a while, and then he had one good year with the Raiders. I mean, give give him credit. He did have a good couple years there for the Eagles. But then he kind of had a year or so where his uh, production – It just dropped. And then they're like, okay, we're done with you, bud. uh, I thought thought people were acting surprised because they actually signed a receiver. Well – I think what it was is people were surprised because they kind of overpaid for him is what I think. Ah. Uh, and and then the, they also got another receiver in Kendrick Bourne, who I think was worth this. And his uh, his deal was a three-year worth up to 22.5 million. Or I say worth up to, but worth 22.5. And then Hunter Henry's deal was three years, 37.5 mil. And then they got the other tight end who we were talking about earlier, and Jonah Smith, for four years, or yeah, fifty million dollars and thirty-one point two five million fully guaranteed. Yeah, Jonu Smith, and that uh, contract extension Eric was talking about with Trent Brown earlier, that makes it where he's able to now become a free agent in the twenty twenty two off season, I believe. Hmm. Then it, the uh, Patriots also signed Ted Karras back from the Miami Dolphins, who played for them about two years ago. Started when David Andrews went down, looked pretty decent. Yeah. They signed him back to a one-year deal for four mil. Then they also signed back my boy Detrich Wise Jr. for four years, worth up to thirty million dollars with ten million guaranteed. Now I was surprised by this one, guys. I'll give you this. I was surprised because I know Dutreach in his freshman – I say freshman – rookie or second season, he had a pretty good – he had a pretty good one. It was the one when they went to the Super Bowl to play the Eagles, I think it was. Now, ever since then, I haven't heard much of him, and I was kind of surprised about this deal. I was like, whoa, okay. You're going to give my boy that much that much uh, money? I was like, whoa. I didn't realize he earned it, I guess. Apparently he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Uh, Bill Belichick loves his pass rushers from Arkansas. Oh, yeah. From Arkansas specifically. Yes. And then they also signed a former uh, Dolphins player that I mentioned earlier, Davon Godchak. And his deal is two years worth up to 16 mil. Hmm. That's got 9 million guaranteed. And they also got defensive line that's back up, I think, in Montrevious Adams. 
It's a one-year deal, point uh, two point five million. They also got defensive lineman Henry Anderson, a two-year, seven million deal. That's uh, up to eleven mil. And they also got big name free agent Matt Judon, but uh, for four-year, fifty-six million. With thirty-two, or that has him getting paid thirty-two million over two years, basically. I was like, "Whoa!" And then they also got Kyle Van Noy back, who went to the Dolphins from the Patriots, getting a big payday. And then after his first season, getting cut, and then heading back to the Patriots, hmm. which I thought was kind of funny. And his is a two-year deal worth up to thirteen point two mil. And then, uh. Then they got a cornerback, Justin Bethel, yeah. who's re-signing on a three-year deal, $6 million. And uh, then they also got a, uh Eagles player who plays safety cornerback, as Eric mentioned earlier, in Jalen Mills. And his deal is th- or a four-year, 24 mil. And then they got uh, Nick Folk back from or for a one-year deal. It has a one point six two five million dollar deal. Not much. Or worth one point six two. Yeah, punters and kickers, special teams of any kind don't get paid that much. It seems disrespect. Like, uh, unless you're like a uh, oh Adam who's Vinatieri, that guy? Uh, Justin Tucker. Oh yeah, Adam Vinatieri, Pat uh, McAfee, uh, Johnny Hecker, <laughs> just people like that. Pat McAfee. Yeah, them guys. <laughs> Well, Pat McAfee, yeah. Pat McAfee, no. I He's think they just kept him yeah, around Pat for his McAfee, attitude and bro. his character. He Dude's... probably could every position yeah. on the team if he wanted to. <laughs> well, I heard he could do – I heard he could sling it and catch it. So, like – Dude, the only people I've heard that from are – is pretty much himself. He's the only person oh, yeah. that's ever mentioned that. <laughs> Dude, he's like – I don't know, man. His charisma and everything is like over, over the board, man. And his confidence, dude, like, yeah, he's something else. He I is. For, he was he's like, got his own what, show. And he's what was like, he? He was like a UFC fighter or something, wasn't he? He uh, was something, something like that. that. I yeah. I don't but, really uh, care about that stuff, but um, yeah. I, I don't know why my brother just brought that up. But didn't he? I'm just playing over. Anyway. But, know why I brought that Anyways, up. we're going to talk. move on to the AFC North, yeah. and we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, oh, my God. The now, they've made few, but ha- a few moves, but have let up a lot of players in free agency, oh, yeah. notably Yannick Nagakwe and Matt Judon. And Yannick yeah. went to the Raiders, and then uh, Matt Judon went to the Patriots, as we mentioned earlier. And who they brought in is a backup tight end from the Jags through a trade for a conditional draft pick. Uh, and then they also got offensive guard Kevin Zeitler from the New York Giants on a three-year deal worth 22 mil. Hmm. Then they got a uh, – they re-signed Tyus Bowser, defensive end on a four-year deal worth 22 mil. And then they also got back their defensive end, Pernell McPhee. On a one-year deal. Hmm. And they also got defensive tackle re-signed for a one-year deal. 
And they also got Derek Wolf, their defensive lineman, resigned to a three-year deal worth 12 mil. Noise. Now, that is um, that they've resigned a couple no uh, decent players, I should say, not noteworthy or notable or stars or whatever. But they're there's they're, they're um, <clears throat> gap fillers, I guess you could say, and they're they're not going to do terrible for them next year, but they're not going to do extremely well. Right. They're they're just literally just like okay, we're gonna see what we can do with the draft. I'm figuring that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. That are trades. <clears throat> Maybe. But we'll see. They might have something up their sleeve that we don't know. Yeah. Seems like they always do. And then now guys, we're gonna move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. And they re signed their quarterback Brandon Allen from Arkansas. Dude was a boss for one game for uh, in one of the games he played last year. <clears throat> oh, straight up. And then they signed uh, former Saints defensive end Trey Hendrickson to a four-year deal worth sixty million. Huh. Then they signed defensive lineman from the Browns, who which this news broke just yesterday. I'm pretty sure Larry Agunjabo. Uh, I'm probably gonna Ogin say Ojin Joby. Ojin Joby. Man. To a one-year deal. Why'd he leave? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, he, he was pretty good to me. I think the fans just uh, just now figured out how to say his name, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, oh, I got it. And then he's just I, like, I, like, oh, he's, he's, he just I'm left out. today. Dang it. They're like, wow, we just did that for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we learned his name, and now he's gone. What's the point? But – and. Yeah. I regret that. Honestly, he was actually pretty decent. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. And now they also signed a uh, ch- uh, cornerback from the Cowboys in Chidobia Wuzier. Yeah. And his deal is worth <clears> – <throat> let me see. His deal is worth $21.75 million on a three-year a three year deal. Sorry, guys. I messed up bad. on that one. So, mm. That's a good run salary. And then they also signed Tony Brown, cornerback for who they re-signed, I should say, to a one-year deal. Then they also got former Steelers cornerback Mike Mike Hilton really? to a four-year deal worth twenty-four mil. And then they also re-signed a safety Brandon Wilson to a two-year extension, huh. and they signed long snapper Clark Harris to a one-year deal. Now, most of that's not noteworthy. Mike Hilton, he might be a sleeper in the slot, I figure, Dude. next year. And Shadobia Wuzier, he'll be okay opposite of, uh, oh, who was that that they signed last year from the uh, – that came from the Vikings. Anyway, he's a somewhat big name, somewhat not. I mean, he was okay. He tours ACL last year, I believe, and he had to sit out. Uh, but anyways, I think their defense is going to be pretty loaded next oh, year. Yeah. I really believe they got that beast on the edge, Trey Hendrickson. Then they got the the stopper up the middle, Larry Ojanjobi. Yeah. And if they keep Geno Atkins, which is a big if, and that they, they could have some serious pass rush next year. I'm serious, oh, yeah. guys. It would be something to watch out for if I was an NFL team. They. They could have a scary, uh, sneaky, good defense, I think. Maybe. We'll see. 
Yeah, either that or they will look terrible once again next year. <laughs> I'm betting on that. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. We'll see. They got to get some offensive line help from my boy uh, Joe Burrow. I'm He's going to get injured again. <clears throat> well, we'll we see about that. Not, for all Bengals fans out there, we LSU fans, yeah, just LSU and LSU fans. So, I don't think Bengals Bengals fans care anymore. Yeah, they're just a like it's just LSU fans that decide to become Cincinnati fans. Well, yeah, NFL. We'll see. Uh, anyways, we're gonna move on to the Cleveland Browns, who I think have a really good free agency class. Now, granted. They did not bring in more than five players. Yeah. And while other teams are signing like oh seven to ten, I'd say. Yeah. Now they did resign Rashad Higgins to a one year deal, which is somewhat big because him and uh oh Donovan Peoples Jones, their the rookie wide receiver they had, kind of start stepping up with Jarvis Landry. Whenever uh, OBJ went down with the injury towards ACL. Sorry. <laughs> he wants to leave anyway. Get him out of there. He 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 isn't that the story of his life though? Yeah. He wants to leave. Like that's what he wanted to do with the Giants. Well, okay, this isn't Antonio Brown, but I mean it's starting to feel like it, ain't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. OBJ's always been Antonio Brown, just a lot more toned down. Yeah, a lot more. But, I'll say that. He's, he, I, I, I don't think he's that bad. Of a oh, no. I, no. I don't think he's that bad. Antonio Brown is on Antonio another Brown level. Antonio Brown was going out and doing crap with people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, OBJ was going out talking crap to people, but. Antonio Brown was going out doing it for real. It was sad. It yeah, was very for sad. Real. Anyways, to get back on point. The Browns also brought in former Raiders and Atlanta Falcons player defensive end to, to Tack McKinley to a one year deal worth four Ooh. mil. They also brought re signed uh, linebacker Malcolm Smith. Uh, doesn't say what how many uh, what the deal is worth or how long it is. Uh, and they also brought in a uh, former char uh, uh, former Rams players in the uh, defensive back Troy Hill to a four year deal worth twenty four mil, and defensive back John Johnson who uh, is a safety to a three year deal <clears throat> worth uh thirty three point seven mil. Now John Johnson, I think he will be the safety that brings them to the another next level. Hopefully. Now. Granted, Browns defense, they could have been so good last year, I think. They're going to be they, good. They this really year, could dude. have been good they they last year. And if Denzel Ward will look at least half like he did his rookie year, okay, yes. I take that back, not half. If he can look like he did his rookie year, bro, they will be, be dominating. Really good, I think, in the NFC or AFC North. And that's saying something. Because Pittsburgh, they lost some people. They're up on the front. Like, uh, they lost Avery Williamson, Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, as we named earlier, who signed with the Bengals. Uh, it seems like they lost another corner. They're I can't one think step right away now. from losing Minka. 
Uh, and Minka, that one. Mm, Someone's going to snatch him know. up sooner or later. Minka, I don't think, is going to stand for Pittsburgh much longer if they keep, yeah. you know, one in and done in the playoffs like they have been. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Come on. Come, come, come on to KC. Switch to quarterback. We'll yeah, put we you somewhere. Come on. Daniel we'll find you a place. Yeah, we'll Dude, find you a place. Daniel Swordson. So. Imagine Minka and the Honey Badger in the oh, same backfield. Yes. <laughs> or uh, the same team. That's too on good. The same squad. Anyways, we're going to move that on to Minka. Fair, we're going to move on to Minka's team and the Steelers as of right now. And what they have done. Okay, they've done worse than the Browns, guys. They literally just re signed guys. And. And former players. And they lost a lot of them to free agency. Exactly. They've literally only re-signed uh, Ray Ray McLeod to a one-year deal, Zach Banner to a two-year deal, re-signed former Steelers player, and uh, was it Bengals, I think? Yeah, it was Bengals player, B.J. Hmm. Finney, to a one-year deal. And then they're bringing back Cameron Sutton, cornerback, to a two-year deal. I Okay, I don't know if I know it said this, but Ray 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 McLeod is wide receiver, and Zach Banner is an offensive tackle, and BJ Finney's O lineman, and Cameron Sutton, as I said a second ago, is a quarterback. Just to make sure that everyone said that because uh, knows that because I get you. It's it's not really noticeable, guys. It really ain't. I mean, Steelers they lost Andrew Villanueva, which they're still talking to, who are uh, in conversation with him about bringing him back, yeah. <clears throat> and then. It- Juju, they're still kind of interested in Juju, but besides that, there's nothing really else noticeable. And then don't forget, they also lost Marquise Pouncey in free er, in yeah. retirement. Retirement, that's right. Mm-hmm. Was it Marquise or was it Maurice? Uh, I think it was Maurice. Okay. It was one of the Pouncey brothers. They both retired at the same exact time. It's kind of confusing because they're on two different teams. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So... We're going to move on to the AFC South. But first, guys. a word from our sponsor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to cut the break right from now. Sponsor first. And we're going to come back and talk about the last two divisions. But we will be back. That's right, guys. And we're back from break brought to you by Anchor, the best and only way to make a podcast. And I am tired. So let's do this now. <laughs> All righty. I'm just kidding. Let's I'm just kidding. We can take as long as I need. Head first, guys. And this one, this one's going to be a tough topic to explain because this is the AFC South. And uh, they probably have the most noteworthy moves of any of the AFC teams that I can think of as of the moment. They have the most interesting situations than any other team or conference or division. In the AFC, I believe. <clears throat> Maybe the NFL, I think. But who knows? AFC West. Hmm. Well, it, it's not exactly that much because you don't have a quarterback demanding a trade, not being met, and then having some allegations thrown at him that we're not going to mention at this time. Uh, and then the Jaguars trying to build around a future franchise quarterback, and then the Titans cutting – Former first-round picks, trading them 
whatever you want to say, and then sign Bud Dupree to a crazy extension that we'll get to get into here in a little bit. So, anyways, let's start with the Houston Texans, guys. The Houston Texans. I cannot be <laughs> enough. Is all I gotta say. My goodness, I can't stop talking about them. I'm about done it talking hurts. about them. I'm serious. It's just, it's literally beating a dead horse now, guys. I'm serious. I'm sorry if it sounds like we are, but hey. They're going to massacre my boy. Yeah. Well, we're just going to have to get no. this, I guess. All right. So, first up, we have Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback from LA Chargers. He signed a one-year deal that's $5.5 million and it, it can be worth up to twelve point five. Former Baltimore Ravens and Saints player Mark Ingram, a uh, running back, to a one-year deal worth, a, my boy. worth up to three mil. What? What is the fascination of Houston Tech, of Houston and their running backs? I mean, people think they're noteworthy for – making their quarterbacks suffer and their defense fail even when they have big names on them like J.J. Watt. But what is their what is their obsession with running backs? I mean, they have like, what, six of them now? I mean, you have Carlos Hyde. You have freaking David Johnson through means that we're not going to explain because we beat that dead horse about ten times oh, over. Oh, man. Um, and now they're signing Mark Ingram, and I believe they even have um, – Oh, I can't even remember who else they have, but they've just been loading down on the running back position, and I'm wondering why. Yeah, I I do know that they did cut Duke Johnson a couple days ago, or maybe it was a week or so ago. I can't remember when it was, and then yeah. they kind of restructured Dave Johnson's deal, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was like, whoa, okay, so now it doesn't look as mu- as bad as it was before to me, anyway. It's uh, so bad, but it's still pretty bad. But hey, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on. And they also signed wide receiver Andre Roberts from the Buffalo Bills to a two-year deal worth uh, up to five point nine five million dollars. And he's mainly special teamers. They also so signed tight end Farrell Brown. Uh, re-signed tight end Farrell Brown to a one-year deal. Uh, that's worth $2.2 million. They also traded for uh, Patriots t- former tight end in Ryan Izzo for a seventh-round pick. They also Dude. traded with the Patriots again for Marcus Cannon. And that, that deal's a little uh, complicated, I think. I think they sent like a seventh, and they got like a sixth. Uh, they, no, no, no. They sent like a fifth, fourth, somewhere in there. It was a really day, day two, low day two or day three pick. And uh, it was for uh, Marcus Cannon, like a uh, seventh round pick or something like that. But anyways, we're going to move on. And they also signed offensive guard Justin McCray to a two-year deal worth four mil. And they also signed former Seahawks, Seahawks uh, offensive lineman Justin Britt to a one-year deal worth 3.2 mil. They also, as we mentioned earlier, acquired Shaq Lawson, defensive end, former Dolphins player from the Dolphins. 
for yeah. a sixth-round pick in exchange for Bernard McKinney in the seventh-round pick. Hmm. And they also got Derek Rivers on a, a defensive end to a one-year deal worth of 1.3 mil. They also signed former Raiders defensive tackle uh, Malik Collins to a one-year deal worth six mil. They also got former Dolphins player linebacker Camus Gregor Hill. If I said that right, signing or he to a one-year deal worth up to three point two five mil. He's really a coverage guy. He'll be that kind of little Sam linebacker weak side, I guess you could say. Well, you'll have uh, Zach Cunningham running the show in the middle, and then you'll have, uh, oh, who was else was that they got? Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah, Christian Kirksey, the guy up next that they signed from former Packers, or former Packers player, Derek, linebacker Christian Kirksey, if I can spit it out, guys, to a one-year deal worth 4.5. Uh, As I said, he'd be kind of that strong side, and then you have Zach Cunningham up in the middle. So it's kind of uh, that new 4-3 deal that they're going to have in Houston instead of the old traditional 3-4 when they had J.J. getting all them sacks and Jay Devon rushing off the edge and all that good stuff. They're going to move back to more traditional pass rush <clears throat> that we haven't seen in Houston for a while. So anyways, get back to on, uh, get back to deals. They also signed former Browns player, uh, cornerback Terrence Mitchell, to a two-year deal worth uh, up to 7.5. They also re-signed Vernon Hargreaves III to a one-year deal. They also signed Desmond King, which uh, this is news because, to me, he was very underrated when he was at the Chargers a couple of years back, and uh, then they signed Chris Harris to play a slot, and they kind of moved on from him even though they put him at safety there for a while. So this is this is an underrated signing, I, I, I believe, and he could do big things for them, potentially or not. Uh, we'll see, though. Uh, he signed a one-year deal worth 3.5 mil, and then they also got another cornerback, Tavier Thomas, to a two-year deal. And then they uh, also signed Terrence Brooks to a one-year deal worth 2 mil. So, I'm very interested to see what Houston is doing because, okay, give Houston credit. They've actually tried to build around Deshaun Watson, okay? But they haven't done enough, I think, personally. Because if they want to build around him, they've got to get that that stud on defense or at least get a – Good wide receiver. At least get a good wide receiver. They because had both those lost... things when they gave him up. Yeah, yeah. They they don't got Will Fuller anymore. They've literally only got Brandon Cooks, Kiki Cutie, and uh, who else? Um, oh, I thought it, I I uh, was talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Well, yeah, they lost DeAndre Hopkins too. I mean, we already beat that dead horse. You know, how so many times? So. Yep. <clears throat> We're not gonna go there. <clears throat> but they had so many. Like they had D Hop, they had which was the stud of the offense. Yeah. And Deshaun. And then they also had JJ Watt, who was the stud of the defense. Yeah. And even before that, Jay Devon, before they 
you know, did that before what they did to him. But, I mean, they had everything going for them. They had it all laid out on a silver platter. And they uh, just trashed it. Yeah, they really did. In true Texan fashion. I'm ashamed to say that. They're agree, but yes, they did. Yep. Anywho. So we're moving on next to the Indianapolis Colts guys, and they've literally only done two things. One, trade for quarterback Carson Wentz yeah. from the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick and a conditional second-round, 22-second-round pick. And sign, re-signed Marlon Mack to a one-year, $2 million deal. Noise. So we're going to move on next because this is not very talk worthy, I guess you'd say, about the Indianapolis Colts. I say, I'll say they'll do pretty good next year with Carson Wentz, but that's about it. I feel like they will too. So next we got Jacksonville Jaguars, which they have a whole bunch of moves, guys, a whole bunch of moves. We'll break it down to for you see if they're good or not. Uh, so up first they signed Carlos Hyde. So I guess he was a free agent from the Texans after this year or something like that. Uh, no, no, no. I think he was with the Seahawks, I think. Last year he signed with them or something like that. Anyways, now he he signed with the Jaguars back again where he was originally before he went to the Chiefs and then went to the Texans, I think. I believe you're right. He signed a two-year, $6 million contract, and then they also picked up Jamal Agnew. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, guys. A wide receiver. He he moved from cornerback to wide receiver while in Detroit, and oh. he got a three-year deal worth up to two point or twenty-one million dollars with the Jaguars. I'm kind of surprised by this. Now, he's a really return specialist, and if he is getting this kind of money, he should be starting on offense. But who knows? We'll see. Oh, excuse me. Anyways, uh. The Jaguars also signed former Patriots player Philip Dorsett. The it doesn't say what the deal's worth. They also signed former Lions player Marvin Jones to a short term deal worth seven mil. I figure short term means one year. I think what it was. Uh, the uh, Jags also uh, franchise tagged offensive tackle Cam Robinson, which was kind of a shocker to a lot of people because they didn't think he was worth that. But who knows? We'll see how it plays out from next year. Offensive guard Tyler Shatley, he uh, the terms of the contract have not been disclosed as of yet. This is what I'm reading, uh, the, or what I've learned, I say, what I've learned. They also re-signed defensive end Dewan Smoot to a two-year deal worth 14 mil, and they also signed a defensive end Tyson Alula to a two-year $6 million deal. They also signed defensive end Jahad Ward to a one-year deal worth 2.5 mil. And they also acquired New Orleans Saints defensive tackle Malcolm Brown. Uh, I don't know what the details of the trade are yet. Uh, They also got defensive tackle Roy Robertson-Harris from the Chicago Bears to a three-year deal worth 24.4 mil. They also got cornerback Sidney Jones, or they re-signed him. They also got uh, former Seattle Seahawks player Shaquille Griffin 
a cornerback to a three-year deal for $44.5 million. That's not bad. They also got safety Rudy Ford to a two-year worth $4.2 mil. And they also got former Chargers player Rayshon Jenkins to a four-year $35 million contract. Hmm. <clears throat> so they did decent. Yeah, they did okay. I, I'll say this. the uh, the They're starting to build up that defense. They okay. they really are. That I think their defense is going to be legit next year. Their Hopefully. secondary, their defensive backcourt in general, it's going to look a lot better than it did last year. It's going to look, it's going to look a lot. How should I say it? It it's going to look like that trade with Jalen Ramsey is in the past. Nobody's going to really care anymore because now they're looking toward the future. They're legit. They're legit going to be. If everyone can stay healthy, they're going to be – I say – okay, sorry, guys, I'm stumbling. Next year, they're going to be playoff contenders. If everyone can stay healthy, they're going to be legit playoff contenders. If they can get Trevor Lawrence some help, and I'm saying a big if. Now, it depends on if they their offensive line can stay upright, they can keep them healthy in the pocket or whatnot. If Marvin Jones, Philip Dorsett, Jamal Agnew is going to be good for them next year. I mean, DJ Chark, I, we already know he's really good. <clears throat> if they would have got someone like jo, jo, Juno, Juno Smith, I'm sorry, guys, I'm stumbling again, tied in that went to the Patriots, they would have got him or Hudson Henry. I think they would have had a lot better offense next year, more productive, more, uh, let's say, more more built around uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, hey, they could sign a tight end – or uh, I say sign. But they could, they could uh, draft a tight end in the NFL draft that's coming up here in a month or so. They they could still sign a decent tight end, I think. I, I can't think of any on the top of my head as of right now they're still in free agency. Or they could trade for one. Who knows what they have up their sleeve. But I think Jaguars are going to be – with these moves, they're not going to be under five or six wins next year like they have been for a while. Yeah, I can see it. It'll be decent. So up next, we're going to go to Tennessee Titans, and they signed a re-signed Tenny, uh, Anthony, a tight end, Anthony Ferkser, to a one-year deal. They also signed re-signed Jeff Swam, tight end, to a one-year deal worth two point five mil. They also signed offensive tackle Kendall Lamb from the Browns to a two-year deal worth up to eight point five mil. They also signed offensive tackle Ty Sombrail. Uh, they're re-signing him. They also signed former Colts player Denico uh, Autry to a three-year deal worth uh, worth twenty-one point five mil. They're also re-signing Jayon Brown, linebacker, to a one-year deal. <clears throat> oh, I forgot to say Denico Autry. He was defensive end for the Colts. Uh, they also signing uh, outside linebacker Edge Bud Dupree <clears throat> from the Steelers. To a five-year deal worth up to eight eighty-five mil. They're also signing uh, former Saints player Janoris Jenkins to a, uh, 
Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it, it, the deal hasn't been disclosed yet. I think of as right now. I think it's a one year deal. And they also signed Kevin Johnson from the Buffalo Bills to a one year deal. <clears throat> and one thing that I also like to say, they also released. Uh, I think it was defensive tackle Daquan Jones or something like that, and then a cornerback Dory Jackson, which was a former first round pick for them. Which I thought I was like, "Whoa, wait a second. I know that Dory's had some up and down years, but I didn't realize it was that bad for them to go ahead and release him." Well, you know, things happen. I mean, things happen. Yeah, but he's now like a cornerback. I think is going to make some real money in the market. Man, I know Kyle Fuller, he just got released as of the day, and the Broncos are actually interested in him, which we'll talk about here in a little bit when we get to the AFC West. But I think he could he could be a five to ten million dollar player, maybe. I don't know where I see him going. The Chiefs could pick him up maybe because they could persuade him hey, come over here, you're, you're not going to make a whole bunch of free agency, so come over here and we'll we'll let you contend with us or help us contend for Super Bowls, one try to say. And he he could agree with that, who knows. I know they almost persuaded Trent Williams to sign with them as well. They were, it was like either them or the 49ers, and he picked the 49ers, which I was kind of sad to see. I was like, oh, man, I was hoping he was going to pick the Chiefs because – could you imagine Joe Tooney and the Chiefs and all that? Uh, man, that that offensive line would have been nasty been next amazing. year. Oh man, nobody would have regretted the Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz releases. Is all I can say. Anyways, we're gonna get into the AFC West now. We're gonna talk about the Denver Broncos. Ooh, Denver. I haven't heard much. Out of them and, this offseason. It's weird. Yeah, like I said earlier, they're interested in Kyle Fuller. Besides that, they've re-signed Shelby Harris, uh, signed running back – or Shelby Harris, the defensive tackle. Uh, they've, signed Mike, uh, they've signed Mike Boone, running back from the uh, Minnesota Vikings, to a two-year deal worth 2.6 mil. Huh. Shelby Harris's deal, sorry guys, was a three-year deal worth 27 mil. And uh, they signed Ronald Darby, cornerback, former uh, <clears throat> Redskins player, to a three-year deal worth 30 mil. And then they franchise tagged Justin Simmons, and that's it. Huh. Yeah, not much. Up next, guys, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. This is where it gets good. Really good. So they're signing former, I think, uh, <clears throat> a Cowboys player, and he was a former Chief at one point, Blake Bell, uh, tied in to uh, – uh, the deal hasn't been disclosed yet, but I figure it's probably a one- or two-year deal. Probably. And they also signed offensive lineman Kyle Long. Uh, I think it said tackle. Offensive tackle Kyle Long, which I think it's a, he was a guard when he played with Chicago a year or so ago before he retired. Yeah, like a Marshawn retired for just a year or so and kind of waited out the season or something. I, I don't know what he did, he just had to take a break for a while. Okay, 
<clears throat> and uh, so this this is kind of big for the Chiefs because he was pretty good when he was with the Bears. And they also got big time offensive guard Joe Tooney, yeah, big name in free agency, uh, to a five year deal worth eighty mil. Yep. Uh, I think he's worth it to be honest. He's pre- he's a top tier offensive lineman. They needed a top tier offensive lineman. I mean, you could tell in the Super Bowl that is literally what lost in the game. Besides the refs getting paid True. off by Tom Brady, like normal. That's always. Also, I'd say the one thing that was not a signing this year that stood out to me is they released Damian Williams officially, which I thought they would have. But I mean, yeah, yeah I was kind of, I was a little bit surprised by it, to be honest, because I knew he was kind of a fan, or not, not a fan favorite, but a team kind of favorite kind of guy. Because just, just a story, okay, guys. He wasn't well known, and then he comes in the team the season. He gets nearly a thousand yards rushing, or I think it was a thousand yards total uh, combined scrimmage yards or something like that. Then he goes in the Super Bowl, and I think he should have won a Super Bowl MVP, but they gave it to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. He, it was just kind of amazing. He had like over a hundred yards rushing, over fifty yards receiving. I think it was. He had two rushing touchdowns and I think a receiving touchdown. He was really good, really good. And he set out the 2020 season for COVID and all that. But but I, I thought he was going to be a decent running back, and I was kind of glad when they got uh, <clears throat> C.H., uh, Christian Clyde Edwards-Alaire because I knew it could make that dynamic duo in the backfield or whatnot, the kind of the speed or the lightning or the thunder, I guess you could say. But they decided to part ways with him. And, I mean, I get it because they're going to clear a little bit of cap space. But, hey, it's just the NFL. It's a business. Sadly. Also, what the Chiefs have done, they've also re-signed offensive tackle Mike uh, Rimmers to a one-year deal max, uh, with a max of uh, $7 million. And they also signed or re-signed Taco Charlton defensive end to a one-year huh. deal, which uh, they're not extremely notable. But I think Taco, he has a chance of starting next year to be, just because of how many people Chiefs lost in free agency. True. <clears throat> like from on the defensive side, I think they lost uh, defensive in Speaks. I think his name was, and then they they lost a lot of guys. I'm gonna be honest, because just just in general, I mean, like Anthony Sherman, he retired. They cut offensive tackle uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, as we mentioned earlier, and they cut Damien uh, Williams. Um, I'm trying to remember who else they got rid of. Uh, Sammy Watkins was a free agent. They just lost a lot of little guys here and there, but all those guys were key contributors of why they went to the Super Bowl the year before. And I'll be honest, I was surprised Anthony Sherman retired when he did because he was a team player, guys. He was a team player at heart. He really was because – I think he even took a pay cut just to stay with the team. Because I think they were thinking about cutting him or whatnot, but he's like, no, no, let's restructure my deal. I'll, I'll, I'll earn less just to stay with you Good guy. I was like, whoa, that's a that's a true chief right there now, man. Yeah. 
that's a true player right there. I was like, that dude ain't worried about making money unlike those big, greedy, selfish players we have nowadays are just like, oh, yeah, give me the most money. I want all that. They're not thinking about, hey, let's let's build a, a balanced team, actually, or a good team with on a not extremely overpaid contracts so we can go somewhere instead of just wanting to do it for the money. Which that's the problem with everybody now because they just want to do it for the money. True. And I'm not saying that they should go like make what like five grand a year. I'm not saying that or anything because that's ridiculous. They don't need to ask for the less, uh, lesser than what they think they're worth, but they don't need to go asking for like everything, is what I'm saying because that's just being selfish and greedy. That's not thinking of your team. That's just thinking of you. Exactly. And as they say, there's no I in team. And there's not. But as Michael Jordan once said, or maybe it was Kobe, I can't remember, there is I in win. Exactly. <laughs> but that's kind of a joke, though. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong, but I just remember that off the top of my head. But <laughs> that's kind of funny, though. Hmm. Anyways, that that might be true for basketball, but football is kind of different. <laughs> oh man, nowadays we just got like in basketball and the NBA, you got these mega sized teams with three studs like uh, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. But we're not going to get in the NBA. We're that's another whole whole another subject. We're going to get back to the AFC West where we belong. On football or whatnot. So, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, guys, they're up next. And they signed Kenyon Drake, former Cardinals, to a two-year deal worth 11 yes. mil. They also signed former, uh, I think it was Broncos, maybe the Lions, running back and Theo Reddick, to a one-year deal worth $1.175 million. They also signed John Brown, as we said earlier, to a one-year deal worth mil. They also re-signed Zay Jones. They also signed tight end Derek Carrier to a one-year deal. They also re-signed Richie Incognito, offensive guard, to a one-year deal worth up to $2.62 million. They signed Nick Martin, former uh, Texans center that they cut. Uh, they also signed, uh, re-signed offensive lineman Denzel Good to a two-year deal worth eight point three six mil. They also signed former Ravens defensive end Yannick Nagakwe to a two-year deal worth twenty-six mil. They also re-signed defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins to a one-year deal worth three point five mil. They also signed Quentin Jefferson, that was defensive tackle from the Bills, as well as like John Brown. Hmm. Uh, and then they also signed uh, former 49ers uh, draft bust defensive lineman Solomon Thomas to a one year deal worth up to five mil. And they also re signed Nicholas Moreau to a one year deal worth five mil. And that is it. A lot of moves. Mm, a lot of moves. 
And to be honest, this is old typical Raider fashion, isn't it? A lot of skeptical, puzzling moves that you're like, why did they do it? What? What, what did the Raiders just do? You know yeah. what I mean? That's what the Raiders love to do. And besides Nick Martin, they've literally trashed their offensive line. And then they go out and sign Kenyon Drake. I mean, for crying out loud, they already had Jonathan Abram. Or I say Jonathan Abram. Um, <clears throat> sorry, guys. <clears throat> uh, Jonathan J- or Joshua Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, guys. Man, I can't. I don't know why. Why I can't think of his name right now, but I, I, I he's a really good running back. Had back to back, I think, a thousand yard rushing seasons. And they just go out and sign Kenyon to a two-year deal worth eleven mil. I think he's in the top echelon of running backs making money now because I think that that price range is ranging from five to ten million or something like that. So it's it's kind of a skeptical move because you're like, wait, why are they paying so much for a running back when they literally can just go out and draft one if they want to back up? True, and it, it doesn't make any sense. And then they also signed that running back, theoretic too. And you're like, okay, okay. I, I, the Chiefs, they're – I mean, I say the Chiefs. The Raiders. The Raiders are something else, okay? You, you, you can't ever figure them out. You can't ever figure John Gruden or uh, Mike Mayock out. I mean, they're just something else, okay? That's why you just sit back and watch and have fun and whatever when you watch them play because you're like – Okay, you know what I mean? They're just like, uh, there's something else. That's all I got to say, there's something else. Exactly. <clears throat> but uh, besides that, I, I think they brought in a few underrated players. Yannick Nagakwe, now he wasn't a bad signing. He was actually good. Quentin Jefferson, we'll see how he does. I don't think he had a good year with the Bills last year. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, bringing him back. That's a big body up front. That's that's a good pick. Psalm Thomas, high upside. Very didn't have good first three or four years with 49ers. Could re uh, uh he could yeah. <clears throat> uh, what am I trying to say? He could make a big payday raise, whatnot next year in free agency. Uh, who knows what he, we could see from him next year. He could be a 10-sack player. He could be a one-and-a-half-sack player. He's he's really anywhere in that range, I believe. And they also got Nicholas Moreau on that re-sign. I, I think he was a good player, too. He was a good contributor for him last year. We'll see how he turns out. But besides that, they really didn't have anyone else that stood out to me. Richie Incognito, I mean, he's always had some problems off the field issues and on the field issues, actually, with uh, players and coaches. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, Besides that, that's really about it. all I've got. I mean, John Brown, he was kind of a good sign, too, because they they need a little bit of wide receiver help out there to uh, uh, help Henry Ruggs and then also compliment – Oh, they're tied in to Darren Waller. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to move on to the last and final remaining AFC team in the West and the AFC in general. And that is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. 
Now, just as as of today, they signed tight end and former uh, Saints player Jared Cook to a one-year deal worth $6 million. That's weird. And then they also re-signed – or no, they signed offensive tackle Matt Filler to a multi-year contract. Uh, I I believe he was from the uh, Steelers, if I remember correctly. And they also signed former Packers center Corey Lindsley to a five-year deal worth 60, uh, 62.5 mil. And they also re-signed a cornerback Michael Davis to a three-year deal that includes 15 mil guaranteed. And they also re-signed a kicker Michael Badgley. Badgley, I think it is how you say it, to a one-year deal. Hmm. So, besides Jared Cook and Corey Lindsley, I think, they they haven't done extremely a lot to build yeah. around Justin Herbert. I mean, they let Hudson Henry walk, and they let some pieces on defense walk, notably Melvin Ingram and then Rayshon Jenkins, as we mentioned earlier. But I, I don't know if they did enough to protect Justin Herbert or build yeah, around him. Really... Now, we'll see what they do with their – their first round pick, but I just don't think they'll they'll uh, be much better than they were last year by a by like a substantial amount. Because granted, they did have a pretty good year last year with him at the reins after he took uh, control of the offense when Tyra Taylor got punctured in the lungs trying to get him an IV shot or whatever. <clears throat> it uh. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, I, I could be totally wrong. Maybe this is what brings them out of the uh, seven and nine like seasons back to back, or f- below, uh, or below, uh, not not having a winning season is what I'm trying to say. Back in the playoff hunt, like they were about two yeah. years ago. And had Philip Rivers, so hey, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they got the the future of the franchise and Justin Herbert. Maybe he was just a one year wonder. Quarterbacks, they're different though. I mean, like you got one year wonders on defense and maybe a wide receiver here, there, offensive lineman, running back. But normally, quarterbacks, they they more likely than not they stay consistent. Kind of, consistent. Makes yeah. sense. Nick Foles, he was kind of an exception now. I think he literally just thrived off the scheme and the fit with Philadelphia, but hey. I mean, there are exceptions to it. <laughs> but, but anyways, guys, uh, that's it for you today. That's all we got. Uh, Eric, you like to say anything before we sign out? Um, well, honestly, just the usual. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I would like to apologize that I'm not more awake for this, for the rest of this episode. Not as energetic as I usually am. Um, but yeah. I'm, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to keep God number one, and we'll see you in the next one. I'm really excited. See you guys. God Peace. bless.